Kevin Foote with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Lila Higgins. Lila, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Hey, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. So I, off, off camera, I was telling Lila that I kind of binge watched a lot of her videos before the, like this morning before our interview. And, and man, you are really, really good on camera. Thanks. I appreciate that. I want to, I want to encourage all of our listeners go just go to YouTube and type type in Lila Higgins and and just you'll you'll get the whole list there and just start watching and and uh, I mean after the the hair color too will will add to your day for sure. So I can't see the timeline of my business. That's exactly right. So Lila, tell us a little bit about Lila Higgins. Yeah, so my husband and I currently live in Cody, Wyoming. We're California natives, but we moved up here when we got married about eight years ago. Um, we have two kids, so they're four and six, almost five and six, um, and they are super fun, and my husband and I work at home together. So we, he was in IT for a while when we first got married, and then um, about two and a half years ago, we onboarded him into my design business. Um, so I do branding and design for online entrepreneurs. Um, and then we recently launched uh, this past year, like the beginning of this year, we launched The Forge, which is an online coaching community. And our goal is to make that like our main business and then have like my side business kind of design when I have the time or feel like it. Um, so that's really exciting. And it's kind of been this like this change and shift over the last year or so, which I was not expecting at all. I thought I would design forever. Um, but it's been really good to see like God move in that and bring the right people into our coaching community. And um, I really love coaching and I've like grown a love for it even more than design, which is really fun. So take us through a kind of a quick path on, on how you, you know, use the, this famous word iteration, how you iterated through your, through your pathway. So take us back to when you were doing design. How did you even get in the, into design online? Yeah, so I was homeschooled growing up. So I was also in like fine art classes pretty frequently. And my parents kind of saw that in me and cultivated that for me. Um, and then I, when we got married, we needed side money because my husband's job wasn't covering everything we needed. And so I was like, let's like sell my art and figure out how to make money with my art. Um, and so I started with prints on Etsy and I didn't sell any and they were all bad and I didn't know who my audience was or what I was trying to do. And then I had a couple blogger friends who reached out to me and asked for like header design and some logo design and that kind of sparked my interest in that. And then I just kind of self-taught like branding and marketing and everything that like visuals can do for a business. Um, over the last eight years, I've done that. So that was like, and then I built up that business to like six figures. I had like designers under me. It was really, really fun. Um, and then I realized that I kind of built the wrong business and I wanted to go more into coaching. And so this last two years has kind of been a blend of kind of going from like just designing to actually like coaching and strategy and, and having more of like holistic support for online sure. business owners. So I got to, I got to rewind and go back to that statement you made. I, I was making six figures and I built the wrong business. I mean, yes. those two, they're not quite, they're, they're not congruent in our minds here. So yeah. I unpack that a little bit for our listeners. Yeah. So I had, there was one point I had 20 clients at one time. And so I was making the money. I was, you know, I was paying my contractors. I had the, I'd scaled and I was just like, anxious and not happy. And I loved the work, but I didn't love the getting the clients and all the back end admin work that I had to do with that. And so I realized like, oh, okay, I can make this much money and I could be miserable or I could shift things and, you know, find like a sweet spot where I was making enough and I was actually like enjoying my work and enjoying the process of actually getting the work too. Cause it wasn't really the design that burned me out. It was chasing down the clients and managing everything after that. 
So that transition happened, did you say about a year ago? About, it's been ago? like two years, okay. yeah. And it's been a really slow transition. I wish I had realized the transition was happening earlier, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big leap to go from like a creative agency to like coaching. So mm-hmm. unless you're coaching creatives, I mean, so what's the, what's the connection there and how did, what was that transition? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of, kind of has to do with my audience. The audience that I built was much more um, composed of like creatives and Christian women in business who wanted to have a business, but also wanted to keep priorities. Um, and not that, not let that overtake their lives and all of those kind of nuances that come with that. And so, um, I realized like, what does my audience actually need? That's kind of what I asked myself, like, what does my audience need and how can I love on them and serve them well? Um, and the answer to that was like shifting into the space of teaching and coaching. Um, and one of my spiritual gifts is teaching. So I was naturally doing that in my client work already, but I wasn't charging for it. And so it felt like out of alignment. I was like, okay, we need to like, we need to rethink all of this. Like, what are we doing? Um, and so I'll still design actually for like our coaching client or for our coaching clients. Um, I'll do like combination packages and that type of thing. But the main thing that people come to me for now is the encouragement and the coaching and the strategy. Right. So, I mean, there, there are two types of coaches that I've, that I've found online. There's one that says, uh, I'm just going to kind of wing it when you talk to me and I'll kind of talk to you out of my experience and out of my um, skill set and just, you know, kind of answer your questions and almost like a mentorship type thing. Yeah. There's also the, a coach that has a really well-defined um, like process. Where do you fall in that camp and are, are you are you a little mix mix of both or I feel like it's a mix yeah there's definitely a process that people go through and that I like can kind of foresee for them um, but I kind of it kind of depends on the person like it, it depends on where they're at and what they need and I, I've coached women in you know who have six-figure businesses and need to you know scale from there or I've coached women who have no idea what they want to do but they know they want a business sure. so it like you can't really have a process for both type of women that are, is like the same, right? but I've right. been through like all of those different stages. And so I can, from my own experience, then mentor them. So did you have, have a coach? I have had multiple coaches. Yeah. Yep. I've been in, I've had two one-on-one coaches and I've been in three or four different programs. Okay. All right. And the, you said that it's called the forge. So, and this was started fairly recently from what I remember. Yep. So we started, we launched in February, but okay. I had been doing like mastermind groups before that, um, since like last June. So it's been uh-huh. about a year now, um, this summer and, but it was officially launched like the forge. Yeah. In February. Was there any mourning from previous clients when you kind of made this transition and they said, I- I'm really glad you're doing something, you know, for you, but really I'd love you to continue doing what you were doing for me before. Or is there, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Cause like I said, I wish I had realized the transition was happening sooner. Cause I'd kind of like, I'd finished with a bunch of clients and they had moved on or we had, you know, finished up the project. And so I was like, okay, like, I don't have that many clients. Like what is happening? What do I do now? And so I wish I had noticed earlier, like, okay, we need to, we need to shift. We need to like make the change now. Um, so no, there wasn't a lot of that. There were a few that were disappointed, but they're, they know they can still come to me if they need design. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that, that, you know, your no, maybe a soft no, maybe not. Maybe Especially not for people hard. I've worked with before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So tell us what's, how's it gone so far since you've launched the forge? It's been good. It's been crazy because we kind of launched it with the idea that we would help people in their businesses, but we're seeing like, 
I mean, marriages like coming together and like debt being paid off and finances getting in order and like all of these crazy like other things we didn't advertise for. <laughs> but when you get in a small community like that and you, you know, you pray over that community and you have God in that community and you're working together on moving forward, like it, stuff like that just happens. And it's been awesome. So your Francis Chan meets Dave Ramsey meets a wow. creative, a creative I wish. all this together. So. Yeah. Now, one of the videos I was looking at this morning talked about, or you talked a little bit, and maybe it's a podcast interview, but you talked a little bit about your husband kind of entering the, the business. And, and yeah. you said, uh, let me, it's a bad paraphrase here, so you're gonna have to clean it up later. That's but fine. about, you know, when he entered, you, you kind of had to figure out what his fit was and how the, you know, how his, it wasn't instead of saying, I just need you to do my admin or yeah. all the stuff I don't want to do. How do <laughs> I, you know, tell us about that transition because a lot of our listeners, you know, are going to face the same thing. So, you know, yeah. how do you merge, you know, couples working together and, you know, one starts the business and it, it grows so much that the other one steps into the business mm -hmm. and that transition. Yeah. So we thought he would come in and be kind of like my CTO. Like he would do all my tech stuff. He would do all the back end stuff. He would do the finances, like that kind of thing. Um, but he also has like the desire to serve and to help clients and he's a really good coach. And um, <clears throat> so we like in that transition from creative agency where it was all my work to the forge, like he's actually gotten to then be a part of the business in like a more forward facing, like, like, you know, front end kind of way, which has been awesome. But right. yeah, like it took us a while to figure that out and to realize like where we would fit and how do we work together and what are our like working styles, even little things like he loves to get up at five o'clock in the morning and, you know, hammer out a bunch of work and I could stay up till two, like mm. doing that. And so trying to figure out that and then how to manage the kids in the meantime and we yeah. homeschool. So yeah, it's been a lot of like moving pieces and trying to figure out what it looks like for us. And I don't think there's a cookie cutter. I think that everybody has to kind of figure that out for themselves. Right. So when you made this transition, uh, say a year and a half ago, or as you as these clients were kind of falling off the radar and you were moving into, into the forge, I would have, I would think that there was a pretty substantial, uh, shift in revenue. <laughs> yes. How did, how did you, how did you, or did you gear up for that? Did you like plan for that? Or did you just like, we, yeah. So we had some like savings, but we've had to go into debt, which is not something we've ever had to go into. So that has been so hard. <laughs> mm. Um, we've been debt free since we got married. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had to like utilize that, which like not ideal, but we kind of didn't really have a choice. Um, and we cut back a lot in expenses yeah. and yeah, I had to kind of change our lifestyle. We bought a house and then the drop off happened and it was like, awesome. Like God gave us <laughs> this great timing. And now we have to figure out how to keep paying for it. <laughs> yeah. But God has provided like last month, it was like literally to the penny, how much money we needed mm. to cover everything. So we just keep like staying close to God and like letting him fill in the gaps. One thing I did notice, I mean, I think from a personality standpoint that came through, I think in, in the videos that I watched this morning was this, um, this real attitude, I guess, of flexibility, you know, yeah. you seem to be extremely adaptable and extremely mm -hmm. flexible. And, and you're like, you know, this, it will work out. We just, yeah. you know, we just need not to just sit here and fret and worry about this. And, and we're going to, you know, put th good things in place, good practices in place, you know, good disciplines in place, but this will work out. And, and even, even taking on debt now, you're only taking it in my mind, you're only taking it on because you have a real good idea that this is going to pan out. So yeah. it's not yep. a, it's like a mitigated risk. 
you know, yeah. type thing. So yeah. So, and every like everything we've spent in debt has been like either groceries or like investment in the business. And I'm like, right. uh, like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of the exactly. Only not to say I'm not anxious, but I am like a master improviser. Like I'm just really right. good at like figuring out, okay, this is what we're going to do next. Like, here's the information we have. Here's the best choice we can make out of it. Let's move forward. So how do video fit in? Cause you're really good on camera. So how do you, how do you fit videos into kind of this new transition and where, where does it fit in kind of the strategy of, of the forge? Yeah. So I really just love making videos. Um, that's kind of my like fun thing that I really, really like to do. So that's how it started. I was just like, I'm just going to be a YouTuber. Like that sounds awesome. Um, and we have started now to use the YouTube videos as kind of a funnel to our email list. So you can get like more videos. If you sign up for the email list, you can get more trainings, more specific, like breakdowns of different things. Um, and we also do trainings within the forge. And so those are all video trainings, which kind of works. And so people are used to seeing me on video. And then when they hop in the forge, like, oh yeah, like same person. Here's it's just like broken down, you know, in a way that I can actually then implement. Sure. So it makes like a really nice funnel, which was not the intention at all when we started it. Well, and that's, that's kind of the beauty of, of, you know, being a solopreneur is that, mm -hmm. you know, it, you can kind of move and shift with the, you know, the opportunities that arise and, yeah. and with the, you know, the provision that you have. So, Take us back to your childhood. Were you a creative? I mean, did you love to be on camera? Did you? No, <laughs> no, I was so shy. I was really creative. Like I was into art classes and I did, you know, like different projects and I was always like, <clears throat> I don't know, consuming different content and I loved different illustration, like cartoons, that type of thing. Um, but no, I was very shy. And like, <laughs> I would, if I said something funny in like a group, like a room of people and they all laughed, I would like run away and cry. So <laughs> that has totally been something that God has grown in me. Cause I like was not, I was not the outgoing kid. I was very much content to just be home and read a book in my room with the door closed, you know? <laughs> well, you seem so natural. I mean, that, that's, that's a major transition from that's practice for sure. Uh, yeah. Just practice. There's, <laughs> yeah. At some level you say, you know what? I really don't care. Yeah. anymore yeah. i just don't care so yeah. <laughs> so tell us what else is going on in your business and what do you see in the next 18 months 24 months three five years or whatever where do you see this growing to yeah my goal with the forge right now is to get 20 people in there and then the goal from there is to build an app and have it be a little bit more um just robust mm -hmm. and to have like like experts in there and different classes and, and resources people can get. So that's kind of our like growth plan for the forge is to just get the numbers up and then like, like learn how to like scale that right. from there. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then we're, <laughs> this is like a total side note, but my siblings and I are opening a local escape room in Cody. And so that's like a huge business thing we're working on right now, kind of in our free time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's been super fun. So we're hoping, well, my husband and I'll probably run that for a while. Um, mm -hmm. and then have the forge stuff, you know, kind of supporting that and have kind of dual businesses for a little bit until we can sure. build that up and have employees there. You'll be doing forge videos from the back of the escape room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can probably are multitasker. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. can certainly multitask. Yep. <laughs> so walk us through a typical day. Okay. <laughs> Um, I sleep there in. There is such a days. thing. <laughs> there is, yeah. I mean, there's not really. I sleep in most days. Um, for most of my weeks, I'm working like 25 hours, 30 hours, maybe. Um, <clears throat> a lot of it is writing and 
and recording and editing. So a lot of it's on the computer. Um, and so my kids are home with us. So we um, will have breakfast together. And if Zach gets up early, like he'll go work in the morning and then I wake up make the kids breakfast and then we do whatever like homeschool projects we have Mm -hmm. um my mother-in-law will come over once a week and do school with them which is super nice um and then by the time it's about like three or four we're kind of done um and we'll go to the library or go for a drive or we've got evening stuff almost every night um, in this season because we've got youth and a couple bible studies we're a part of and um yeah our small group and so we're like pretty much gone in the evenings um or we'll just stay home on the days we're home and we like to play Zelda together as a family mm-hmm. um, and make a quick dinner and put the kids to bed. And like, that's kind of where we're at right now. I've kind of committed to not traveling at all this year. So it's very much like we're just homebodies and we like do our nightly things and um, just get whatever work done we can that day. Um, I have a lot of accountability with like the type of like what I'm getting done so that I can actually get the stuff done because it would right. be way easier to just stay in bed and watch TV and be lazy during the day. Um, but yeah, so I usually try and work Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays are like heavy work days. And then uh, with, uh, Wednesdays and Fridays are kind of flexible. Try and keep those more open for the kids and stuff. Would you say you are uber organized? I don't think I am. <laughs> I think I could be way better. But um, I think that I'm good at like accomplishing tasks and staying on top of things. So what, so what are some tools that you use that, that you said you have accountability built in? Is this, is yeah. this human accountability or is this like tools that you have online or what, how do you Both. do that? Yeah. So I have my own mastermind group that I'm in um, and they help me run the forge too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we work in Asana for like content and projects. Um, I use Trello for clients. So that's another tool I use, but I like, I like live and breathe by my Google calendar. Like if right. it's not in the calendar, it does not happen. <laughs> So, so I have a little up on that. My brain kind of froze for a second there. You said I work in a sauna, and I thought you work in a no, no. <laughs> and I thought, no, no, she's talking about the tool. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's like tough. a project managing tool. Yeah, so that is true multitasking. You can work in a sauna, <laughs> like sweating on my laptop. Right, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So let's go back to the forge just for a second. So yeah. you you kind of talked about you know how the were you a little surprised at at the things that you covered or you have covered in the forge and did you have kind of an ideal in mind when you started it and it's a little different you know it it has kind of turned out a little different than than you anticipated yeah my ideal was always like we would help them brand and help them get visible and help them make content and kind of like my expertise and what I help one-on-one clients do but I mean we've talked about like spiritual warfare and like like what you're tempted with this week and like, how are we going to overcome that? And what, you know, steps are we going to provide to like actually get you moving forward on the projects you want to move forward on? Um, so yes, it's been totally different than what I expected, but it's been good. And like, we're still able to support people in that area. So it's right. It's great. So you, you, uh, you kind of defined your ideal avatar for the forge earlier. So, but if you had to refine it, what, who would the ideal client be for the forge yeah people who want to learn how to balance or learn how to mesh calling and career together and so like we have some who aren't entrepreneurs who want to have courses but like they have day jobs too Mm -hmm. um so it's not really specifically for entrepreneurs even though that's mostly what we talk to or who we talk to um but yeah it's for people who want to have the accountability to really 
understand like, what is my ministry? What is my career? And can I blend the two and do it well and, you know, make disciples and make art or make disciples and, you know, make like whatever it is that I'm making over here, make courses or content. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's, that's what people ask me about the most. They're like, how do you like talk about your faith and your business and still Mm -hmm. like get clients when, you know, they're not necessarily of your same belief system. Like, right. And I, like, it's a long answer. <laughs> like it, it requires like really fleshing it out together. But I mean, I would think historically all your clients, I mean, they haven't been believers. I mean, no, you've had clients from all over, all over the map, I would think. So all over. Yep. So walk us through one more time, just um, as we just take a little deeper dive into the mind of Lila Higgins. So who would be somebody online that, that really inspires you and why? I really, I'm really loving um, Felicia Masonheimer right now. She is, she's on Instagram. She runs with, um, she has an MLM. She uses um, Young Living, but her like main thing is like preaching and teaching the Bible. Mm-hmm. And she does it in such a way that you don't feel like judged or like she's being super preachy. Um, and I just love to like sit and listen to her stories. I'm just like, she just talks about truth. She just like speaks truth and it's so applicable to like anyone listening. And, and I feel like it makes me a better business owner to sit and listen to her. Um, so that's what I'm really loving right now. Um, Jenna Kutcher is always a favorite. She's super funny and is so good at being real and authentic online. Um, so those are probably my top two right now. Is there a, is there a quote or a mantra or a scripture verse or something that, that really drives you on a daily basis? You got you got taped up beside your laptop somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's Don't Be Stuck, which is the name of my podcast. Um, I have it hanging in my bedroom too, um, because I, I will often let myself get stuck. I'll often like, oh, this is just never going to work. I'm just not going to try anything. I'm not going to do anything. And I'll like go like way on the other side of the pendulum <laughs> and try and give up. And I feel like, like there's, there's so many different verses in the Bible and different like, like concepts that like, you just keep just one step after the other, like just keep going, just don't stop. And like, yes, there's time for rest and Sabbath and those things are a part of your growth, but like, just don't be stuck. Just don't let yourself be stagnant and have that like fixed mindset. Now, from what I remember, and I'm, I'm an old, I'm an old man with, you know, early stage dementia here, but so, but what I remember is that that quote came from that great sage, Zach Higgins. Yes, it did. Early in your marriage or something like that. So yeah, I can't, I can't even remember. I have to go back and listen to the podcast because I don't remember like what specific situation that came from, but it's become like a family mantra for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think you were worried about something, maybe financially or something like that. And he that said, Hey, like just, you know, just don't be, don't get stuck, you know, or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was great to, to uh, listen to this morning, but yeah, if you could go back um, kind of pre startup. What would you, how would you advise yourself differently? Um, and you can go back either you know, pre forge or even pre your graphic design business or whatever. I mean, we're, you go back wherever you want to, but if you had could give yourself some advice that you think would really move the needle, what would you tell yourself? Mm, um, probably to like believe bigger and like hope bigger. Cause I, I, I thought so small, like, Oh, I'll just sell a couple prints on Etsy. Oh, I'll just have a couple clients. Oh, I'll just have a retainer client. Oh, I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, have like five people in this program. Like there's so much more out there and so much more that's possible. And every time I like, get to a new like phase of life. I'm like, Oh, I had no idea what to hope for. Like no idea what this would bring. Like with the escape room business coming, like 
never yeah. thought that would ever be a thing. Um, and all of a sudden it's like, we're building walls this weekend. Like it's, it's yeah. Like there's just immeasurably more than you think. It's probably it's what getting I getting real all up in here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are in this for the long haul. So yep. what a great segue into the next next segment of our, our chat here. It really is it's the rising tide micro course section that we like to talk about. And and yeah. just this is your chance to kind of teach our listeners a you know a, a really valuable like three-step, you know, micro course about your area of expertise and I'm just going to be quiet and give you the mic and let you take off, but uh, share whatever you is on your heart and, and what you think would be valuable to our listeners. I love it. Um, so I, my expertise is branding still, and I love branding. Um, and it is something that people hear and they're like, wait, what's branding? And so I'll define it for you first. <laughs> branding is like the impression that people have of you. Mm-hmm. And so we all really have brands if you want to get like super like, like weird about it. Like we all put off a, you know, a like, um, impression on people around us. And so when you brand intentionally, you have to decide like, what is that impression that I'm going to be giving them? Um, and so I break it down usually into your messaging, your visuals, and your like, your like positioning, like how you're going to show up. Um, and so with your voice, with your messaging, like, how are you speaking? What words do you say? Um, what is the like overarching core, message that you're trying to get across to people um, and then how can you come at that from a bunch of different ways and build this entire like like content library for them um, so we usually break this down in like brand pillars so our brand pillars are our values and our mission statement and our manifesto and our tagline and all of these different ways that we talk about our brand um, <clears throat> and so we break that down and usually and with the way that the world is going now like everyone should have a personal brand even if they have like a business brand um, even like executives in corporations are having like personal brands created for them um, sure. it's like a new way to have a resume kind of right and so what are like your personal values and then how does that translate into your messaging and making sure that that's all congruent. Um, it really makes being flexible easier because your personal values don't really change. Um, they shift and kind of, you know, get redefined occasionally, but like for the most part, what we believe at the core of who we are is like never going to change. And so <clears throat> how then can you translate that and make sure that you're being true to yourself in your like outside persona and how you're showing up online. Um, so nail down your messaging, figure out what it is that you stand for and what you value and then how you're going to explain that to your people. Um, and then visuals obviously have to be in line with that message. And so if you're, you know, you talk a lot about like simplifying your life, like does your house actually look like a minimalist house, like, or is it cluttered and crazy? Um, or is your logo like this crazy illustration or is it this really simple mark? Um, those type of ties, like what is it that your brand values are and how do they, how are those tying to how you show up online in the visuals, the visual way that you're trying to capture people. People have like, I think it's like 0.9 seconds to like capture someone else online because there's so much information and so much content overload and so much visuals and like emotions are tied to how people see things. Um, there's like receptors in your eyes that are like the same as how you process emotions or something like that. I don't know the science, but it's basically like we process visuals the same way we process emotions. It's like the same center of our brain. And so how are you emotionally capturing them with visuals so that they understand the messaging? And so messaging, then visuals, and then positioning. And that's like the way in which you present it all as, as a holistic idea. Um, positioning like in the net, like the um, <clears throat> kind of like basic marketing terms is like how you're like presenting your product or your service out into the world. Um, 
And it's kind of the tying in of the two, like your messaging and your visuals. Like now you're like, now you're like showing the world and what is the perception you're trying to impress on them. Um, so those kind of three things are like what you need to know when you're trying to brand yourself, when you're trying to brand a business or yourself. Um, you have to know those three different things. Um, and oftentimes like the hardest part of these things is that it's hard to see for yourself. It's hard to look at yourself and say, okay, what do I value? Like, and how is that different than anyone else? Um, and that's, you know, where like the positioning comes and we want to find out, okay, like we're this way, we believe these things and we want it to sound this way and we want it to look this way. But then like, how's that going to interact with our people and how are we going to tie that to our audience and create a bridge between us and them? Um, so yeah, that's a long rambly <laughs> explanation of branding and the things that you need to actually like show up well. Cause then that tells you how, what content to make and what type of programs to offer and what products to offer and you know, what social media platforms you're going to show up on. Um, if you, you know, really value like face-to-face -face, like community, then you need to be face-to-face -face on video and face-to-face -face in like workshops and live you know, events and that type of thing. So it kind of dictates everything. And when you don't have those things in line, it makes it really hard to know even like what your business is all about or to stay motivated to keep going when it gets hard. So there's my micro course. <laughs> I love the way that you, that you, that they build on each other. You yeah, know, you, you have to start with the first one and then it leads to the second one. And then, you know, that kind of culminates in the third where you position yourself. And um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is the, like the permanence of social media, you know, yeah. things that you post are there in perpetuity, you know, that, you know, the things you say and the things you do, I mean, how many people have wanted to hit the rewind button on a, on a Twitter feed or a tweet yeah. or a, you know, a post that they're thinking of, why did I do that? I mean, careers have been, have been lost, yeah. you know, companies have been closed because of just one indiscretion online 160 character tweet yeah absolutely absolutely yep. so is there a um is there a process that if somebody wanted to kind of walk through this is there is there anything online resources that you have that that could help them kind of walk through this or uh, is this part is this on your website or any anything you could point a listener to that wants to kind of dig a little deeper into this and and maybe there's templates that they could use or something yeah, so I have a few different things. I have a free download, which is like a brand from scratch guide, and it kind of walks you through those processes. It focuses more on visuals because that's my sweet spot, um, but you can download that on my website. I can give you a link to add in your show notes. Um, and then I also have a, our like brand blueprint shop, which is uh, like a visual template shop where you can go in and get like your style guide, and that will help you decide like, okay, what are my visuals and how am I going to actually like, um, you know, show up online in like, my logo and my colors and photography and that type of thing. Um, and those are just 50 bucks. So there's a really good way to start. If you like don't have any idea what branding is and you don't know how to like start at all, those are really good places to start. Um, and then the next tier up would be the forge. So we help you walk through those brand pillars. I have yet to come up with a freebie that helps someone walk through like the messaging side, because it's really about getting face to face with someone and digging right out like who you are as a person you can't really put that into a free download so. right that, yeah. that would be difficult for sure yeah. <laughs> well lila that that is all to remind us of your website again it's the higginscreative.com or the forge.community so there's separate places you can go if you're interested in our creative services or the forge 
Okay, we will list both of those for sure in our in our show notes. And is there anything that I have not asked you about that you just wanted to add to the end of our, our chat today? And, and if you want to just wrap that up and then just tell people the best place to maybe find you online if it's not just one of those web websites that you just mentioned. Yeah, so I mean, no matter where you are in entrepreneur life, like you're going to, it's like, it's like this up and down thing. And you have to be okay with that. If you want to be an entrepreneur, like you have to be okay with the kind of the ebb and flow of it. Um, and you're not abnormal if it's really hard and then the next day it's really awesome. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you with that. If you're new or if you have been doing this a while and you feel like nothing's going right, like it's always going to kind of be that up and down until you get to a certain point And like, it's normal and you're not alone and get in a community that will help you, whether it's the forge or something else. Um, find me on Instagram. I'm trying to grow that. And it's been a struggle. <laughs> I, uh, I really like the platform, but I'm having trouble like cultivating engagement and getting people to like talk about certain things. So if you want to join me there, I would love it. Um, but other than that, yeah, just check out our websites. And what's your Instagram? Uh, it is just at Lila Higgins. Okay. At Lila Higgins. I'm I'm really shocked. I mean, as creative as you are, I'm I'm shocked that a creative platform like Instagram you have it's like it's like I'm struggling on Pinterest or something it's like why that. Why it's such a struggle? I, it's why it's so frustrating. So I'm just like I should be good at this. I should be really good at this. <laughs> well, I, I love the way you wrapped us up about how you know the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial you know roller coaster. I'm thinking you know you've got it in every area of your life because I'm thinking you know marriage is that way, parenting yep. is that way. And being Especially an entrepreneur, so it's like the <laughs> magic trifecta you've got going on. Yeah, there. <laughs> but it's good. Like there's good parts too, which is absolutely. Really nice. <laughs> and, I, and you really, I, I was also very impressed how how well you spoke. You know, when you said in other videos that I watched, you said, you know, people are like, how can you work with your husband? You know, and you're going, I like him. I like <laughs> him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a what a great response. You know, yeah. to, to questions like that, but. Lila, I am so grateful for you taking the time today and just sharing with our audience. And, and it's just been really a pleasure to uh, engage with you on, on the interview here. And just thank you again for just really playing your part and just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Yeah. Lila, have a great day. Thanks so much. Ben.